Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. On the day of Pentecost, they were all in one accord, waiting for the promise of the Spirit of the Lord. One hundred and twenty gathered in one place, fervently prayed for the Spirit of grace. When suddenly there came a sound of rushing mighty wind, the Holy Ghost began to be poured out upon all men. This is there, spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there, spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. They've had too much to drink Peter said these men are not drunk As you suppose Here comes the preaching And the will begin to flow They cried out men and brethren What shall we do? Repent and be baptized Every one of you Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to have you with us tonight. We are broadcasting live from Dickinson, North Dakota. And if you live in Dickinson, North Dakota, you know that. I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. And we had a great service today. It was a sad service in some ways because one of the young ministers from our church, it was his last official service in... in, um, 
Dickinson. They are moving to Jamestown to work in the church there in Jamestown, and I'm excited for them. The uh, Lee family, he preached today, did a wonderful job, and we're going to miss them. These are some real Christian people with a great family, and we uh, try to convince the kids just to stay here in Dickinson. They're kids, but they all want to go to Jamestown. So anyway, uh, we we prayed with them, and we... uh, Kind of made it a little tribute to them, but they were just they're just great people and if you are listening from Jamestown, North Dakota, you are you guys um are going to have a blessing with this Lee family living there. <clears throat> we have people texting me already the let's see who is the award to the earliest text brother griffith he he became he was the earliest um text tonight and good to have Brother Griffith from Great Falls, Montana listening we've got Let's see, the Millers out in Beach listening. We have um, Stacy and Minot listening. Carl and Jeannie are listening tonight in Michigan. And I miss you guys. We have the um, Sister Brett's listening. She just texted me. Uh, we've got Miranda and the kids listening in New England. We have um, Sister Yvonne and, and Sister Marin listening from Bowman. It was good to see them today. We had our Bowman, most of our Bowman church showed up for our church dinner. The first Sunday of every month, we have a church dinner, and I believe it was a success today. So we were excited about that. We call it Friendship Sunday, and we use it to as an outreach and just a time to get together and fellowship. I know this coming Saturday, we have a harvest party out at uh, Luke and Alicia's house, That's um, and that's a big outreach. So <clears throat> that's always fun. There's uh, games and food and and, um, and a lot of work that they go through to do this, but it is a a big outreach that we invite all kinds of people to. We've got, let's see, who else is listening tonight? We've got um, Tim in North Carolina, Brother Jones listening in Minneapolis area, Brother Farron, the first time he's texted for a little while. Good to have you back listening. He's an evangelist. And um, we play some of his music. Me and he texted me, I might try to play one of his songs. We usually play just about every, I I shouldn't say that, but most every uh, program we play a Brother Farron song. And so text me tonight, 701-290-7862. We've got a kind of a hard-hitting program tonight. Not, I want to just kind of make some disclaimers. This is not going to be about condemnation, but information. Uh, really, I hope that all my preaching, teaching, radio shows are are that way. I hope you, Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn the world. The world was already condemned, he said in John chapter 3. But he came to save the world. And really, when we do these radio shows, much of it's about information. It's about what you need to know to make it to heaven, to stay saved. And this program is going to be like that tonight. Uh, you know, when it comes to health, professionals look at symptoms to determine what the problem is. And in the spiritual area, this is very much the same. Now, we're not disallowed completely in the Scripture from seeing other people and seeing their spiritual issues. Jesus said in Matthew seven twenty, Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. So you can look at other people's lives and you can tell how they're doing spiritually, and that's true. You can. Judgment begins at the house of God, the Scripture says. So we, um, you know, but judgment needs to be mixed with love, 
In other words, if we can tell people aren't doing right with God, it's not so that we can make fun of them, but it would be to help them. Uh, Our brother Ben Lee really did speak about that today in in many ways. But tonight, my subject is not going to be about examining others, but in 2 Corinthians 13.5, which has to be one of my favorite verses, it says this, Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how you that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobates? And so there, this is a, a lot that's said here, but Paul is encouraging us to examine ourselves, to see whether we're in the faith or not. Like he said, don't you know your own selves? And then he said this, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobates. Uh, reprobate could possibly be a person that has walked away from God that doesn't know they're not right with God. They don't know that they're backslidden. To to be lost, and as Ben Lee said in church today, and not know you're lost, then you're really lost. One of the, um, if you're out in the woods, one of the first things that you need to know if you're lost is that you are lost and you need to just kind of sit down or or lean up against a tree and relax and kind of try to figure out where you're at. And so tonight we're going to talk about examining ourselves to see whether we're in the faith or not. And here again, this isn't to condemn anybody, but rather to inform us of signs of whether we're right with God or not. The program I'm going to call it, Is Thy Heart Right With God?, Now, let me just make this other disclaimer. First and foremost, you must enter in at the door that that the apostles taught us in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Now, I know on the radio I quote Acts 2.38 a lot. Maybe you think these are the only verses I know. But if you come to our church, we we do a lot of preaching and teaching on a lot of other things besides Acts 2.38. But Acts 2.38, the reason we talk about it so much, especially on a, a venue like this, is because it tells us what to do to get right with God initially. Uh, Peter was asked, what must we do in Acts chapter 2 and verse 37? This is on the birthday of the Christian church. Peter's preaching the very first sermon of the Christian church, and it comes to a climax, and he talks about the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. The people felt convicted, and they cried out to Peter, what must we do? Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so we can't really move forward in this program until I tell you that. First and foremost, have you obeyed Acts 2.38? And here again, this is not to condemn you, but to inform you that this is the plan of salvation that was laid out by the apostles before there were any Catholic churches, Lutheran churches, Methodist churches, and any type, Pentecostal, modern-day Pentecostal churches. This was laid out by the the apostles in the book of Acts. Repentance, which means surrendering your life to God, asking for forgiveness, confessing your sins to God, that's all part of repentance. Turning away from sin. Uh, And any of these can be a radio show by themselves. Water baptism, which is immersion that's being dunked under the water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And the infilling of the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost, as the King James calls it. This infilling of the Holy Ghost, I believe, will be followed by the sign of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance, just as it's found through the book of Acts and actually alluded to all through the Scripture. Now, that's I needed to say that, and I do, of course, do many broadcasts 
I don't think I ever do a broadcast without somehow fitting that in. But now, there are more signs that your heart is right with God or not. Now, these things that I'm going to talk about tonight are are not, you can't do these things to be saved. Um, and you'll see what, as I get into this, these are not things that you do to be saved. These are things to do that show you are saved. If you do these things, if you have these desires, it shows that your heart is right with God. And the program tonight is basically about examining ourselves. Is your heart right with God? And these six or seven things I'm going to mention, this is going to be a packed program. I might play a little music. I didn't bring my guitar here on purpose. You know, I drove my motorcycle down here. I've got a guitar backpack, so that doesn't stop me. But I just knew I don't want to get too sidetracked tonight. And like I do have to play songs just so I can read my texts. I've got a lot of people texting me already tonight. Um, and I just so I can kind of catch my breath. But I want you to be aware of what I'm going to These things I'm talking about, you're, like number one, do you love the Word of God? Now, if you don't read your Bible, if you start reading your Bible, that doesn't save you. But loving the Word of God, reading your Bible, loving preaching, shows that your heart is right with God. You know, a desire to learn more about God and His ways, and then to the practical application of what to do with that information. The psalmist, Psalm 119, I mean, if I had time, I'd read the whole thing. I mean, it's all the same thing. It's about loving the Word of God. Verse 97, oh, how I love, oh, oh, how love I thy law, David said. It is my meditation all the day. Psalm 119, 103, how sweet are the wor- thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Verse 103, he said, how, or verse 127, he said, Therefore I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. In verse 162, he said, I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. In other words, if you've ever found a treasure or refound something that you've lost, he said, I love your word that much. Job said it this way in Job 23 and 12, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. So number one tonight, how are you doing spiritually can be told by do you love the Word of God? And of course, you can listen to it nowadays. I listen to the Word of God on my phone. It can play through my car on my Bluetooth. Uh, I can listen to it on my little headpiece. I can listen to it before I go to bed at night. You can read the Word of God. We're not. We're in a country that has not outlawed the Bible. Uh, you can hear the Word of God taught and preached. Like, do you love to hear the Word of God taught and preached? I do, and you should too. Now, here again, if you don't, this is not to condemn you, but it's to let you know that something's wrong. If you truly are a child of God, you you will love the Word of God. And so if you find yourself not loving the Word of God, and I'm going to go back to this in this program a lot tonight, you need to find out 
what's wrong, and you need to get right with God in this area. Because the worst thing about this, no matter how long you've served God, Pastor Bob served God now for 43 years. I started when I was 20. I'm 63. I could backslide. I could walk away from God. I could be lost. And, you know, I think that we should pay attention to signs of how we're doing spiritually so we don't get to that point. So number one, the Word of God. Do you love preaching? Do you love teaching? I mean, I realize there's a lot of really good orators out there and good Bible teachers and and good preachers that could put me to shame, but do you like what's going on here tonight on the radio? I mean, do you enjoy that? Do you... I mean, you must, you're tuned in, you could be doing a multitude of other things, but you're listening to the tele like it is radio show, so maybe I'm preaching to the choir tonight. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just catching somebody that's driving home from the grocery store, and you just tuned on your AM radio, and you're listening to me on the radio. If you are, if you're that person tonight, and I'm always hoping to hit those people and talk to them, I'm not here to make you feel bad that you don't read the Word of God. But I want you to know that if you love God, you will read the Word of God. You will hear the Word of God taught and preached. So that's number one. Uh, let Let me get to number two before I play a song and read some of my texts. And a lot of people are texting tonight. Number two, a desire to communicate with God, to worship God, and to be in His presence. If you have no desire to pray... If you have no desire to be in God's presence or to worship God, you're not doing good spiritually. It could be a lack of faith. Uh, In my discipleship course, some of what I'm speaking about tonight is part of what I talked about in my discipleship course at 10 o'clock. Every Sunday morning, 501 Elks Drive in Dickinson, if you walk into our front door of our church, you don't have to come to church. You don't have to. I don't care what you come like. If you want to know about the Bible... Just come in at 10 o'clock, 501 Elks Drive, take a right. When you walk into the doors, that's where my Sunday school class is. That class is a basic Bible class that teaches the just the what the basic uh, Bible is. And it's 21 lessons. You can start anywhere in the middle and at the end, and, and it doesn't make any difference the way those lessons are set up. But this lesson this morning, I talked about a lot of these things. So it's in my head. But do you have a desire to pray? Do you have a desire to worship God? Do you have a desire to be in God's presence? Prayerlessness points to a deeper issue. See, I'm not saying you better pray or you're going to go to hell. But because you don't pray or don't want to pray, it points to something deeper going on spiritually. Could be that you're discouraged. It could be that you don't think prayer really works. You would never say that. But you could think that. You could think that that um, that um, you know, maybe it's a lack of faith. You know, may, maybe it is. A may, maybe it's as simple as having a self-discipline problem. Maybe you're lazy. You can't pray, but you can't get your lawn mowed either. I mean, like, sometimes it's as simple as that. Living for God has an element of work to it. And here again, I'm going to just be touching on things tonight that could be entire radio shows by themselves. But if you don't have a desire to pray, 
or be in God's presence or worship God, there's something wrong spiritually. Like, I mean, I know what it is to be tired in church. I know what it is to where, you know, people are still praying at the altar and you've worked all day and you'd like to maybe start working your way home. I mean, I I know what that is. I'm not saying that I was backslid when I thought that way. But what if I always thought that way? What if, you know, prayer and worship becomes a drudgery to me? See, that's pointing to something. David said in Psalm 27, 4, One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. In Psalm eighty four ten, David said, For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. And so, number one, the Word of God. Number two, prayer, worship, being in God's presence. These, if you don't have these desires in your life, your heart is not right with God. This is not rocket science. And I'm not telling you your heart is not right with God to condemn you, but I'm telling you that it's kind of like getting your temperature taken. If you're running 103 temperatures, something is wrong. If you're losing weight for no reason, something is wrong. If there's blood in your stool, something is wrong. Oh, text me tonight, 701-290-7862. There always seems to be a lot of big questions and the 
This is Pastor Bob, the Tell Like It Is radio show. That was Phillips, Craig, and Dean. That's when grace walks in, Brother Portalis. Wanted to know that. Sometimes I don't give the credit to the song like I'm supposed to, and um, I really should do that on every song. A lot of people texting me tonight. Brother Portalis is one of them, and uh, Brother Paul, Brother Greg Johnson, always saying such nice things to me. Give me a big hit. I may not be able to get out of the studio tonight. I've got to make these door openings bigger. <clears throat> i got a girl named Dakota listening to me. She's special to me. One of my granddaughters. Are you up in Minot? Is that where you're at? Brian and Tammy are listening from Minot tonight. <clears throat> Good to have them listening. We've got, see, Pat and Lauren. I don't know if they're listening, but they said they had eight ladies in the New England jail services, ladies' women's prison tonight. Jody listening in Harvey. We've got Lori from Southheart listening, going to a birthday party of hers, I think. Brother Frost down in Florida is listening. We've got um, Becky listening, driving on her way home. Where are you driving on your way home from? That's what I want to know. And so we've got a lot of people listening tonight. Text me 701-290-7862, Brother Griffith texted me a scripture, Psalm 1, 1 through 3, Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Boy, does that go with this program. <clears throat> We're talking tonight here, and I, I don't know why I keep re-saying this, because I, I think you understand. I'm not here to condemn anybody. 
I'm not here to tell you if you read your Bible more or if you pray more or any of these other um, topics that I'm going to talk about tonight that you will can work your way to heaven somehow by doing this. Jesus died on a cross for our sins, and he paid the price for us to go to heaven. To access that, we need to repent of our sins, be truly sorry and change our lives, and then be baptized in the name of Jesus and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. These things I'm talking about today show how we're doing spiritually. If you just tuned in, number one, I said, do you love the Word of God? Number two, do you love to pray? Do you have a desire to pray? Do you have a desire to be in God's presence? And do you have a desire to worship God? Now, these are not always easy things. If your mind is like my mind when I sit down to pray, and I do pray, and I um, I have a prayer list, which really, really helps me to, uh, to keep my mind focused on my prayers. Hey, the Deeds are listening. Brother and Sister Deeds, now those are some people we love up here in Dickinson. <coughs> they never come and see us anymore, but we invite them, you know, but they just, brother. I think Brother Deeds is too busy, kind of a big shot for this Dickinson area, maybe. <laughs> no. But the, um, uh, but, These things are barometers of how we're doing spiritually. Number three, do you have a desire to fellowship with God's people? This is a sign of how you're doing spiritually. Going to church is not like keeping an attendance for God. Like I said earlier, going to church is not like, oh, I went to church every day this year, every church service, and now I must be going to heaven. Oh, I missed a service, I must be going to hell. It's not about keeping score, but it shows our spiritual desire. People that can't go to church because the weather's bad, but can go to Walmart when the weather, the same weather's bad. For instance, you can't go to church because the weather's bad, but that same Sunday you show up at Walmart because you need milk. That shows something going on inside. People that do not set church attendance as a priority have a lack of spiritual desire, period. I could just end this topic right there. I believe that. That sounds a little harsh, but I'm here again. I'm I'm giving you information. I'm not condemning you because you miss church. I'm giving you information. Something's wrong spiritually. For instance, you can tell if somebody loves sports by how faithful they are to the games. I mean, do they make sports fans that love their team, do they make them watch or listen to their games? Like, do you get a call from the coach if you, I, I don't know, like, uh, I'm not a sports guy, I don't know much about it, but I know, like, like the Minnesota Twins, their baseball team, I think the Minnesota Vikings, they're still football, I'm sure they are. Well, if I was a Vikings fan... Would I, and, and I missed the game, would the coach call me and say, hey, Bob, uh, we noticed you weren't at the game? They don't do that. No, if you're a fan, you're going to go. I mean, they don't make you. They don't threaten you. You know, they, they don't. Like, as a pastor, when people don't come to church, yeah, I'm concerned for them. But, see, how do I say this right? I'm not concerned that they missed church. I'm concerned that you want to miss church. 
something deeper spiritually going on inside. Not wanting to go to church is a symptom of something deeper. It is. First <laughs> John 3.14. Hey, Brother Deeds, make sure I'm doing all right on this. It says, we know that we have passed from death unto life. How do we know this? Because we love the brethren. And if you love the brethren, you're going to get together with them. You know, like Brother Jones just texted me, they pay big money to go to the game. What does it cost to go to a, like a Vikings football game, even in the cheap seats? What I don't know. I've never been there, but what does it cost? You know, it, 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 I'm sure it costs a lot. But these people don't mind paying that. Can you buy, maybe they buy season passes. I don't know. Jesus said in Matthew 18, 20, he said, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Imagine that today, you know, we had a pretty good crowd today in church. Some new people there. And, um, you know, we had some people missing. Some people had to work and so on. But just the possibility that Jesus would show up at a place would make it very hard not to attend. I could just about see I'm not going to finish this program here. You know, um, time-wise, nobody's trying to kill me or anything, but, you know, I I mean, I want to just hang out here a little bit. You know, there, there might be people listening to me in Dickinson that skipped church today. And you might think I'm trying to make you feel guilty. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm trying to make you aware that there's something deeper going on spiritually. I've been a pastor for many, many years, and when people start missing church, it's not very long afterwards that they start backsliding. This is a sign of something going on. You know, I I was, many years ago, I was uh, out somewhere in Wyoming, and there was a guy on a motorcycle. He was sitting at a gas station on the curb. I saw his motorcycle. I walked up to him, and we started talking about motorcycles. And and I told him, I'm a pastor. And he goes, well, I'm a Christian, but I don't believe, I don't go to church. And I looked at him, well, where did you just come from? He said, well, I came from the Sturgis Bike Rally. I said, why did you go to the Sturgis Bike Rally? Because I like motorcycles, he said, and I like people that like motorcycles. And then he said, you made your point, preacher. Yeah. I mean, I don't go to the Sturgis Bike Rally. I like riding motorcycles. I rode one down here to the studio. I enjoy riding them. I'm not a biker by any stretch of the imagination. Usually when I'm on my motorcycle, you'll see my suit and tie. I'm on my way to church. It's one of the only times I get a chance to drive the thing. But I don't look like a biker. I don't act like a biker, but I, I love to ride motorcycles. But And I've never really gone. I've never gone to the Sturgis Bike Rally. But people that go there, nobody's making them go there. They like being around people that like motorcycles. That's where their friends are. I go to church because my friends are there. And because there's the possibility, more than a possibility, that Jesus will show up. Because he said, when two or three of you are gathered together in my name, he said, I'm coming. Now, it's going to be hard to keep me away from a place like that. 
And if you love God, it's going to be hard to keep you away from a place like that. And if you don't want to go to a place like that, there's something wrong with you spiritually. There's a deeper spiritual issue. Now, I'm not going to deal with this tonight. This could be another radio show, but maybe you're going to a church that's just dead and dry. And it's just it's just a bunch of form and ritual. They don't even believe the Bible's true anymore. Maybe you're going to that kind of church. You know, that kind of is makes what I'm saying a little tough on you. But you know, this this um people that don't set church as a priority, they have a lack of spiritual desire. And plus they could be just lazy and I mean I know people I mean I know people that I think have a spiritual desire but they are so, um, their their lives are just such a mess, they can't even get to anywhere on time. They show up to church late, they show up to work late. I mean, they have a discipline problem. But even then, that's a spiritual problem. You know what? Many people never get this. One way or the other, some people just go, you know, there are people in the city I live that wouldn't miss a church service but they don't get the reason why they go to church. And there's other people that claim to be Christians that don't go to church. And some people just don't get it. And I I shouldn't say they'll never get it, but sometimes they just don't get it. So that was number three. Number one, do you love the Word of God? Read it, listen to it, hear it preached and taught. Number two, do you love... Do you have a desire to pray, worship, be in God's presence? Number three, do you have a desire to hang out with God's people? And I call that going to church. That's what it is. <laughs> the church is the ecclesia, the called out ones, the the holy ones. I mean, you know, this is the church. I know many people say, well, the building is not the church. Uh, I understand that. Of course, we all do. I hope we all do. But I also know that we set aside places to come together and meet. And I think we can sanctify those places. I think they can be holy places. You know, I ask the people that come to our church, don't bring drinks and water and coffee and food into the sanctuary. I mean, that's just a rule the pastor has. But I'd like to keep it a place that we've set aside this place for God. You know, I'd like to do that. Okay, number number uh, four. Hey, you guys still out there? Let's see, I'm getting some texts. Let's see, I got uh, we got Sister Jackie Woods listening. We've got Sister Stoner listening. We've got uh, Brother Jones still listening. Brother Johnson listening. What scripture did you text me, Brother Johnson? Let's see here. It says this: uh, Ezekiel forty three to ten. Thou son of man. Show the house to the house of Israel that they may be ashamed of their iniquities and let them measure the pattern. Okay. Yep, that goes along with this. And then, brother, let's see. I don't have, I'm not sure. Oh, brother Joe in Arkansas says uh, he's a diehard fan for Jesus. Um, the uh, Number four, do you have a desire to share your faith with others? Now, maybe you like to come to church, maybe you like to worship and pray. But for some reason, we have to be reminded, and it brought to our attention, that we're in this world for more than that. You know, there, 
you know, and, and I mean, we get busy. I, I, you know, our church is a good sized church and I'm the pastor. I also own a business and I can get pretty busy. I can kind of forget why I'm here. I'm not saying I'm doing wrong things. I'm just not, you know, you, you just get sidetracked. But not having a desire to, to, to witness to other people, to share your faith with others, there's a deeper issue going on, I think. Jesus said in Mark 16, 15, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me. And so, why, if we're not doing that, why are we not doing that? Here again, it can be a self-discipline issue. It can be, it can be deeper than that. It can be like, I don't really believe this message. Maybe that's what you're thinking. Like, I don't really care if they get baptized in Jesus' name or not. I don't think it makes any difference. Or maybe you just don't care about people. You don't care if the whole world's going to hell. Those would be very spiritual issues. I, I would not want to admit to either one of those. And so if we're not witnessing the way we should, I think that we have to examine ourselves to find out why. Uh, Same thing, do you have a desire to give to the work of God? Now, if you've listened to this program very long at all, you know I've never asked for a dollar on this program. And people have even said, well, we want to send you money. I I always tell them, take your mom out to eat. Uh, That's not... I don't want to be part of these radio preachers and that, you know, hey, we, you know, if God lays it on your heart, send us a thousand dollars. You know, I mean, I, you know, our church pays for the radio time. This radio station's really good to us. Holy Ghost Radio's good to us. <coughs> you know, we, we, um, you know, th- th- this isn't about that. But I'm, I'll tell you, if you don't believe that I believe in giving to the work of God, you need to come and visit our church because I talk about it. Now, Pastor, Bob doesn't draw an income as a pastor. There's nothing wrong with drawing an income as a pastor. I've got this really good business that's always kind of paid my way in. So we just, you know, give the money away to missionaries and and uh, try to find other good causes. And, and uh, you know, when we bought our church, new church building, the old Elks building, the, the you know, that, you know, we were able to pay cash for that. That was an awesome thing. I'm not against ministers drawing an income. Of course not. But, why aren't you giving to the work of God? It shows a spiritual problem. You know, do do you tithe 10% of your income to the work of God? And if you don't, why don't you? Are you greedy? I mean, there could be a deeper spirit. Do you have a faith issue? Do you have a trust issue? <clears throat> or, I mean, like, like you see, <clears throat> you can't buy your way into heaven. You can't. But not having a desire to give to the work of God, there's something deeper going on. It's either a faith problem, a trust problem, a greed problem. You know, I don't know what it is. You know, you'll, you'll have to diagnose that yourself. Examine yourselves, the Bible says. Oh, you know what? I have got to take just a little break here. I got I got a little more to go on, but um, let me just play part of this song. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Don't you know there's a place in the middle of your heart? An empty place that only Christ can fill. 
And if you bow your knee to Jesus and claim him as your Lord, don't you doubt for a minute that he will. careful if you're driving listening to the song you'll start speeding right about here oh I want to finish that song I can't Pastor Bob the Tell It Like It Is radio show that's a guy named Michael Card that's some old music um, hey a lot of people listening so glad you're listening so glad you're texting me um, just appreciate all the input and I'm honored that you'd listen 701-290-7862. If you're listening, you know, I haven't even checked my emails yet. I wonder if anybody's emailed me. Sometimes I'll get emails from outside the country, and that's always interesting. No no emails tonight. Doesn't look like it. RobertSimons58 at gmail.com. You can email me that way. We're talking about, is your heart right with God? Not to try to guilt you into doing something but for your information so you can get right with God. We've talked about five different things. Do you have a desire to hear the Word of God preached, taught, read, studied? Do you have a desire to worship God, to pray, to be in His presence? Number three, do you have a desire to be in fellowship with God's people? Number four, a desire to share your faith with God. Number five, a desire to give to the work of God. Number six, do you struggle with sin? This is a sign of how you're doing spiritually. You you didn't think I was going to leave that one out, did you? Do you struggle with sin? Now, we're all human, and we're all tempted. In fact, temptation is a wonderful thing in some ways because it lets us know that we're all human. Uh, You are tempted. I am tempted. That doesn't mean I have to succumb to the temptation. But it also keeps me in direct line with God. I need God. I I can't serve God without God. That's 
one of the greatest reasons to promote the baptism of the Holy Spirit in people's lives is because can you truly live for God without His Spirit inside of you? I mean, people are always trying to get me to say, well, you're saying I'm I'm going to hell if I haven't spoken in tongues. You know, I'm I'm telling you, first of all, why don't you want the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Second of all, can you live for God without it? If you struggle with sin, there are many underlying conditions. Now, I'm not talking about just the struggle that we have because we're human, but I'm talking about when we give in to sin, when we make a conscious choice to click on something we shouldn't click on or say something we shouldn't say or or um, any of the things that are listed in the Scripture. Number one, it could be that you're under the power of the devil, you know, like you're not even born again. It's a sign. Is your heart right with God? I mean, it, 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 if, it, if you are giving in to sin, something's wrong. Here again, somebody's going to try to turn this around and say, Pastor Bob's talking about working your way to heaven again. No, I'm talking about signs to show us whether we're right with God or not. That's what I'm talking about. You might be backslidden, and, and, and even though you attend church, you might not know you're backslidden, but if you're playing games with sin, you're not right with God. And you need to surrender your life back to God. <clears throat> See, this is not negative, it's positive. You know, I'm not telling you you're not right with God and laughing at you. I'm telling you you're not right with God, and you need to come to God again in confession to God, repentance to God. Asking forgiveness. If you're giving in to sin in your life, there's a deeper spiritual issue going on, period. Anybody listening out there? You agree with that? I mean, if you're playing games with addiction, for instance, it's because you're selfish. And selfishness is a sin. Jesus said the greatest commandment was to love God and to love others. And, you know, kind of like the little song says, J-O-Y, J-O-Y, this is what it means. Jesus first, yourself last, and others in between. Get it? Selfishness is loving sin more than loving God and others. All drug addicts and all alcoholics are selfish. I've, you know what, if if I die, somebody say, Pastor Bob used to say that all the time. Somebody say, I say stuff about my pastor. He said stuff all the time, and I remember the things that he said all the time. You know, back when he was saying them all the time, I thought, is he going to say that again? No, I'm so glad he did, because those are the things I remember. And somebody, I want you to remember this about me. Drug addicts and alcoholics are selfish. They're not doing this for any reason, but it makes them feel better. And that's selfish. It doesn't make anybody else feel better. It doesn't make their kids feel better. It doesn't make their spouse feel better. It doesn't make society feel better. It doesn't make uh, you know the um, tax system feel better. It doesn't make their mom feel better. It doesn't make their dad feel better. It makes them feel better, and they're selfish. And if you're a drug addict or an alcoholic, you've got a spiritual problem. 
Your problem is not methamphetamine. Your problem is not uh, prescription pain pills. Your problem is not alcohol. Your problem is selfishness, and selfishness is a sin. Oh, boy. How's that going to go over tonight? Okay, that's number (coughs) five. Number five is, do you struggle with sin? That's a sign of a spiritual problem. Number six. You know, do you like these? Somebody texted me. Sister Becky texted me and said, could you send me those six? I'll try to remember to do that. She's driving, so she can't write them down. Number one, do you have a desire for the Word? Number two, do you have a desire to communicate with God, worship Him, and be in His presence? Number three, a desire to have fellowship with God's people. Number four, a desire to share your faith with others. Number five, a desire to give to the work of God. Number six, a desire, or do you struggle with sin? Oh, I got seven here. You know what, Sister Becky, I got seven, sorry. Number seven, this is how I'm going to wrap up the show. You can tell how you're doing spiritually by how you're responding to this program tonight. Like, are you angry with Pastor Bob? Are you uncomfortable being challenged to be more, to, to have more of God? Are you uncomfortable that anyone would encourage you to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and tell you that you need it, that you're not okay without it? Maybe if you're mad at me tonight, it's a sign of how you're doing spiritually. Some people don't like Pentecostal churches because in Pentecostal churches we're always encouraging people to be filled with the Holy Ghost. In Pentecostal churches they'll say things like, "Uh, have you received the Holy Ghost yet? Do you want the Holy Ghost? Come up to the front, we'll pray with you to receive the Holy Ghost. That makes people uncomfortable. Some people would rather have somebody just tell them that they have it and they're okay and they don't need anything else. Just relax and we're all going to heaven. And we'll bring coffee in the church and um, and and look forward to the church volleyball game. Let me ask you this. What kind of church you want to go to reflects on how you're doing spiritually. Do you want to go to a church that comforts you? or a church that challenges you to be more for God? Do you want to go to a church that says you've got it all, or do you want to go to a church that says God has more for you? This should tell you how you're doing spiritually. My pastor, he's passed away now, Pastor David Walters. I knew he liked me, like I knew he liked me. But I was always just a little uncomfortable around him because it seemed like he was always encouraging me to go a little farther. He he was a good pastor. Like he would comfort the comfortless, but he would make the comfort the ones that were comfortable uncomfortable. <laughs> That's kind of the way he did it. Like like um you know he you know, some new visitor to walk in, Pastor Walters turned into a an evangelist that talked about the love of God. But if there were no new visitors there, watch out. <laughs> watch out. <laughs> because the rest of us, he was challenging us. Was that bad? You know, you see, 
One of the signs of spiritual condition is how can we take a challenge? This is number seven. How can I, what, what would be the best way to make that a short one? Like, uh, do you want to be comforted or challenged? Maybe I just said it that way. Even after receiving the Holy Ghost baptism, I think we should be challenged. Keep seeking God. The attitude that we need to really find God and get his attention is the attitude of the true seeker. God is attracted to those who will seek after him with all their hearts. You won't find God without a sincere attitude of seeking him with your whole heart. Deuteronomy 4.29, But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him if thou shalt seek for him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Pastor Bob pastors the New Life Pentecostal Church, Dickinson, North Dakota. Our next service is Wednesday night, 7.30. The address is 501 Elks Drive. Don't wait to come until Sunday. Now, Sundays, we got a lot going on, too. Come this Wednesday, 7.30, 501 Elks Drive. Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock is Sunday school. 11 o'clock is our worship service. Tuesday nights, if you're in the beach area, which is 60 miles west of Dickinson, we have a church that meets in the Beach Community Center, and they are working on getting their building completed. Hopefully that building gets completed soon. Uh, we're hoping to be in, you know, maybe November. Is that right? Anybody from Beach? Uh, hoping hoping. right now we have other contractors working in there, so it's kind of at a standstill. Uh, also in Bowman, on Thursday nights at 730, right on 18 North Main Bowman, and Brother Seth Springer's the pastor there, and the the um, also on Sunday mornings at 10.30. So you can meet there up in Beulah. We have church Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights. Uh, we have a church, good church in Newtown, Bismarck. I mean, all over this area, Williston, Minot, uh, you know, this western North Dakota area, there's, there's uh, Pentecostal churches. I hope I didn't forget anybody. Uh, oh, boy. Did I forget to say anything? You know, if... Let me just say this. If God has more for me, I want it. In fact, I'll seek for it. I'm going to ask for it. I won't be satisfied satisfied with anything less than that. You know, this is this is how you know what, how you're doing spiritually. You can be really old like Brother Deeds, baby. He's listening to me tonight. But you still have to seek after God. You still need to want more of God. Brother Deeds, when he comes here, he's one of our favorite preachers here in Dickinson. He always feels like he's too old to preach. But you could be a hundred, Brother Deeds, and still lay hands on people with blind eyes, and they could they could still see. It doesn't matter how old you are. You know, God has got more for us. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this program, I just pray that you'll help us. God, help our listening audience to diagnose themselves, how they're doing spiritually. God, so that they can know, so that they can get right with you and correct it. God, we don't want to wait until Judgment Day to find out we're not right with you. And I just pray, God, that all the things I said tonight will not be taken as some kind of criticism or condemnation, but, God, that these things are just signs to us of how we're doing spiritually. We pray tonight for our listening audience in Jesus' name. This is uh, closing off the program with this song, my favorite song on Bill Farron's 
CD called Selah. Coming back real soon Don't know just when it could be Morning, night, or noon Jesus is coming back As a thief in the night Before he does, my friends You better make things right For above the clouds We'll live on high No more sickness, no more tears We'll never have to die the mystery of godliness is shown The glory of the Father to us he's been made known Forever we will praise Jesus throughout eternity Selah, well that's what it means to me 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 Even so completely, Lord Jesus 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 You better make things right
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.